You're listening to an interview recorded at the ICE 2019 conference in Schaumburg, Illinois. Enjoy the program. Hey, welcome back to the Edutech guys. We're at ICE 2019 in beautiful Schaumburg, Illinois, and uh, the, the seat is filled, and we're going to let him introduce himself, tell us who he is and where he's from and all that kind of good stuff, so here we go. What's up, y'all? Adam, welcome here from very warm, not... <laughs> Polar Vortex, <laughs> California. Thankfully, it's uh, the Polar Vortex. We're about, what, two weeks past the actual Vortex? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, hey, former teacher, former principal, director of innovation, author, speaker, marathoner, father, husband, recycler, all that good stuff. <laughs> Just keep on going. Keep on going, man. <laughs> yes, several of our guests said they got, some of them got up and ran with you this morning. Yeah. A couple, and, um, a couple did. Yeah. I thought it would be more, but only a couple. Well, I can tell you. I, I, it and was I only made this... 15 degrees. Yeah, what the, uh, I was in shorts this morning. If really? the California guy can run outside, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. I, and my whole life, I've my college roommate is now a, a colonel, and and he is uh, he got up every morning and ran with ROTC. Yeah, and I would say every morning, listen, um, I'll only run if it's whatever's chasing me. I can't eat. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it was the temperature. I, I'm just gonna throw this out there, I, and, and the temperature may have had some bearing. I, I would tell you, for me, it would have been the fact that it was four miles. That's. For, for someone who's obviously sure. not a runner, yeah. four miles is running challenge. But you know what? You can do do what you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. You know, I mean, I run marathons, I run ultra races, and not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants to do that. Sure. But you can do something. Yeah. You could have walked up and down the hall. Right. You could have walked these stairs behind us yeah. up yeah. and down ten times. Yeah. So I think it's important, and this is in anything, not just in running, in sure. education, to see somebody doing something. I'm not going to do it in its entirety, but I'm going to do a little bit of that. Right. I'm going to do what I can do to be sustainable and to make myself feel better and maybe the people around me feel better. And then and then next week, I'm going to ratchet it up a little bit more yeah. and then a little bit more and a little bit more. So many things never happen because they never get started yeah. in running, in education, in your classroom. Think really big, but act really small. I think it's a really important concept that translates to so many things in our life, not just in the classroom, in a school. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that's so important because you know, I, I think a lot of the projects that, that I have uh, either not started for a particular reason or, or certain things that I've even started, um, kind of that whole, you know, eating the elephant thing, right? You see this giant thing in front of you, whether it's trying to get more exercise, whether it's... Overwhelming. It's, yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's all you see is the big yeah. picture. I, I think you make a very great point, and that is just... Just do the one, just take one little step. And then next time, yeah. or, or after you're comfortable with that one little step, then you take a couple of little steps. And eventually, you know, you've got the big project that you were afraid of because it was so big, now it's tackled. Last summer, we uh, I live in a 1950 house in California. Oh, cool. Okay? And um, our hardwood floors are original. When you redo your hardwood floors, you need to take everything out of your house. Mm -hmm. So we did that. We took our whole house out, went on vacation for two weeks. The first week, somebody painted the house. Second week, they did the floors. We came back to a brand new house. But everything from my house was in a big pod in my, in my driveway. And my wife looks at me. She's like, where are we going to start? You just got to start. Yeah. You just got to start. We're going to put the, the rugs back in. We're going to put the beds back in because you can just stare at it. And then you got no place to sleep tonight and you got nowhere to go. <laughs> right. But you just got to start. Yeah. And 
I'm a big believer in doing what's sustainable. You know, I love social media, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, but it can also be really debilitating for people because they see somebody else in Florida or Seattle and they see how they think they have to do it because that's what somebody else is already doing it. Right. You don't. Take that as inspiration and for some small ideas, but do it just 5% of what they're doing. Yeah. Don't try to do everything because you're, you're not going to be able to and you're going to fizzle out. Yeah. Um, it's like anything in life. You've got to be sustainable. Also, take yourself out of the equation. You have the idea, put the kids in charge. Oh, Please nice. do not do for the kids what they can do for themselves. Yes. I mean, you get a 3D printer, don't set it up. Find a couple third graders. They have a website. They have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Call me when it's done. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. call you 15 minutes later when the printer is set up. And you know what? A month down the road yeah. when the printer breaks, they're not going to call you. They're going to call the kids. Exactly. Because you're at this conference right now, and the printer's sitting for three, four days broken. They don't need you. Yeah. Our kids need us. They just need us in different ways. Yeah. 50 years ago, hey, even 10 years ago, I think the teacher was more in charge of the classroom. The importance hasn't changed. It's just how important and what in what areas. Yeah. You know what? Spend more time building relationships. Spend more time working with those kids that need the intervention. Well, you're not mm -hmm. teaching to the entire class. Mm -hmm. The kids are in charge of what they're in charge of, and you're facilitating that learning experience for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. Uh, what brings you to ICE 2019 this year? ICE 19. So I started, my first ICE was ICE 17. Okay. Back in the old venue, Pheasant yeah. Run, if you remember yeah. Pheasant Run. And um, I just love connecting with uh, people from Illinois. I actually have like 17 cousins that live in Arlington Heights, oh, yeah. which is right next, to, right next to Schaumburg. So yeah. I feel very at home here. So my third ICE, and uh, I love talking about the work that I do. I have a couple of books I've written, Kids Deserve It and Run Like a Pirate. Mm -hmm. Talk about maker spaces. We're doing some leadership later on today. So I just love connecting with people that are uh, not in California. I spend my time now just traveling and working with school districts and speaking at conferences. So yeah. any chance I get to come to Illinois, I, uh, I jump at it. So, yeah. so let's that talk about great. that. So conferences. The future of conferences, the changes. I was talking about that this morning on my run, actually. Yeah. So, you know, what do you see? Well, you know, what good do we keep? What, what's, what's the next step? You, you have any ideas on that? Yeah. We're at a conference right now. Right. So what I'm going to say may cannibalize what we're doing here. Eh, it's okay. But it's, it's food for thought because if we don't evolve, we turn into Blockbuster or most recently Toys R Us. Right. And then we completely go out of business. Yeah. How the conference is right now, I think, is archaic. I think that needs to change. How much, if you are a connected educator, if you are a connected educator, when you come to a conference, how much of what you see and learn did you already know about? Mm -hmm. I think, I know if you're connected, it's a really high percentage. So I still think it's super important to get together and connect in person. Yeah. But what I think, I think it should be like an ed camp, but a little bit, some few notches above an ed camp where we can still connect in person from people that you know through social media or like a job alike. I teach seventh grade social studies. I want to connect with other seventh grade social studies teachers in person. We've already got to know each other on Twitter. You know, Twitter is kind of like the match.com for educators. Yes. You meet people on Twitter and then you realize if you want to go on a second or a third date by <laughs> deepening the conversation, taking the work that you're doing, right. you know, farther. So I think more like meetups mm -hmm. where people can, like we have rooms and space and we have couches and there's, it's a little more organized of people that may be facilitating a conversation or a relationship or something. 
but not so much, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna listen to someone talk through a slide deck. <laughs> I, I really worry about that model. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it'll continue this way for 10 more years, even if it does, I think that we actually need to change the model. I think we should be proactive yeah. um, as conference people or as educators to take it upon ourselves to realize that we have to innovate ourselves mm -hmm. or which is cannibalizing what we're currently doing. Right. But people obviously, obviously love to come and connect in person. Right. So that's a win if people were, I mean, like ICE numbers are up. I think there's over 5,000 attendees here. Wow. I was talking to Amber Hefner, the uh, executive director. Mm -hmm. So people still want to come but what kind of experience are they having? Right. Let's 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 innovate it on our own before we have to do it because attendance numbers are down. Right. Right. right? So that's where I think that we need to really kind of think about it mm -hmm. um, on a on a whole scale and not just in Illinois but across the world. Oh, sure. sure. You know. You know. I think that uh, I think you're looking at some of the most connected people in this country in the world right here. Yeah. And we see them at the big conferences. We see them at the regional conferences. We see them at the state level conferences. I think the conversation for conferences has to start way before the conference, so that by the time we get here, you know the conference. It's like flipping a off. lesson. Exactly, it's and the they, same yeah. thing. They yeah. prepped us to get here and do what we need to do. If you're coming to the conference, you need to join three flip grids to talk about what you want to learn at the conference. Exactly. So I already know a whole bunch of people, and I was like, oh, you were on the flip grid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that one thing. Yeah. Instant connection. You're talking about curriculum. You don't need to go to a a session to learn something and then maybe find somebody else, you already have a relationship, you already have a connection. Yes. Um, your Twitter friends turns into a Flipgrid conversation where you can deepen it and then you maybe side message and then you meet in person and you really deepen the conversation yeah. and you're actually talking about curriculum and kids that you can change your habits tomorrow. Right. You don't need to wait a month, you don't need to buy a program, you don't need to go to another training, you don't need to do a webinar, you can just start doing better things for kids. That is should be a prerequisite or a suggested prereq if you want to come to the conference to be a better educator. Yeah, and that's I what agree. it's all about. And it's free. Yeah. And you can do it from your phone. <laughs> right, exactly. You can do it from the parking lot of your house before you go in and see your family. 24-7. Yeah. 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 And with AI, the way it's getting and everything yep. else, I mean, the next two years are going to be amazing for us yep. as we rebuild. And I, and I think that that's conversation started about this, and so I think we're going to see this rebuild of conferences yeah. around, for, especially for education. Yeah. I think it's pretty awesome. Okay, uh, books. Let's talk about your books. Favorite book right now of your books? It's like, it's <laughs> like children. Kid. It's yeah. like children. Don't, don't tell the story. We all say, I don't have a favorite kid, but you know. So Kids Deserve It came out three years ago. Uh. And Todd Nesloni, my co-author, and I, we met at a conference in person, wrote a blog post together, started Kids Deserve It, and our goal was to just change the world. Yeah. We didn't want to, we didn't even think about, let's write a book. Yeah. And I'm gonna segue for a second because I get people asking me weekly, I wanna write a book, how do I do it? And right. I think that's the wrong place to be. Sure. Want to change the world and impact other educators and if a book comes, that's a win. Mm -hmm. But if your end goal, the finish line is a book, I think you're gonna have the wrong path. Mm. Blog, start a pod, it is so stinking easy to start a podcast. Yeah. Anchor.fm is I think a super easy app. Download it, start a podcast hit talk, and it publishes it to so many different platforms. Yep, yep. And then see if what your idea was for a book is actually a book and not just maybe five blog posts. Because right. that could be real. Um, and then my second book, Run Like a Pirate, uh, I pushed myself to run a marathon a month 
a couple years ago. I really wanted to push myself, and I also actually ran a double marathon back-to-back and then a 24-hour race. And I would say um, that book is about running, but it's not about running. Yeah. It's about mindset, mm-hmm. and that's my Zen response for the book. So <laughs> uh, everybody has more inside of them. It's if you want to tap into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People want different outcomes, but they don't want to change the process. Mm-hmm. They just want a hack or an online course or a webinar or a podcast to listen to to get like the magic sauce. Yep. The magic sauce is you working your butt off when nobody else is, when you don't want to, when it's raining out, when you're tired, when there's a new Netflix show on. Take all that stuff out of your life and whatever you do, you can do it more. My favorite book is the one that's gonna be coming out in two months. So it's basically Girls Deserve It, but not that title. It's Empower Our Girls. Yeah. And I actually wrote it with a good friend of mine, Lynn Cologne, who's a former principal, current um, director of e- um, ESL Learning in Virginia. Mm-hmm. There is a huge societal problem. It's not a Me Too book. It's our girls can do so much more. We need to change the conversation. Girls are not bossy. More girls need to be in STEM. Our girls are leaders. Girls are not getting into math. The numbers are there. Mm-hmm. Um, how many women CEOs? I think 5% of tech startups are, are owned by women. Yeah. 5%. So when you talk to a group of people, don't say, hey guys, because right. there's women in the crowd. Yeah. Small things that, those are just societal things that we've grown up with, it's nobody's fault. But when you bring attention and you bring things to the forefront, I think it, it changes the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that book will be out in a couple months. And I have two more books in me. I'm not gonna say what they are. I'm currently <laughs> writing them both. Yeah. And then I'm gonna, um, five books is enough. I think my wife wants me back. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, my that's favorite a book that I've read recently, um, two books by the same authors, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin are two former Navy SEALs, and they wrote Extreme Ownership and Dichotomy of Leadership. And um, they're, they're former Navy SEALs that deployed, and they use, it's not gory war stories, they use leadership stories from their time in combat and training to apply to real life. Mm-hmm. I've learned more from those books. I love education books, but I also actually maybe even love non-educational books more education books, we can be in an echo chamber sure. constantly, and it's good to look outside into business, into military tactics yeah. to change our thinking so we can be better leaders for, for ourselves, for our students, for our peers, for our community. So those are my two favorite books that I've read recently that I would love to give a, um, give a shout out to those guys. That's cool, yeah. so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, I think that um, I had to make some health choices, some changes. Uh, I turned 50 this summer, so I had to make some changes um, and, and I did it. I can tell you, I've, I've started the, the trip and I've done very well. Yeah. On it. And um, the comfort zone is a killer. Yeah. And I think in America, especially, the comfort zone is a killer. Uh, whether it's your job, yep. whether it's your lifestyle, you know, uh, Friday night football games with the girls and the guys. And, and, you know, that's what's killing us. Yeah. And when you're an old dog, when we've been trained this way so long, it's hard to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a big one, but you can do it. Um, it's like anything. The more you do it, the more you're thinking about it. Yeah. The more you do it, it, you know, people say, how do you blog so much? Because you just blog on a weekly basis. So the more you blog, the more you think about blog posts, the more you see things that you want to blog about. Exactly. So the more you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more you're okay with it. This morning, it was 15 degrees in Illinois. I ran four miles in shorts. It was a little uncomfortable, but you know what? Tomorrow, if I run in the gym in the hotel, it's going to be like nothing because I ran 
freaking four miles yesterday <laughs> and 15 degree with all this windy city wind. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So like you've already done. People tell me yesterday, like I travel, I flew from California, no big deal. And I met with a superintendent and a, and a director yesterday to talk about some stuff right when I walked into this conference. They said, oh, do you need a couple minutes? And I said, I've run for 24 hours straight. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've never put yourself in those situations, oh yeah, can I take a breather or get a rest? Right. Or once you've done things, you look back, push yourself. And the best thing about that is it's good for you. But when your students see you pushing yourself, they're in turn going to push themselves right. too. Yeah. Right. It's human nature. Yeah. Right. The people around you are a direct reflection of you. Yeah. If yeah. you're grumpy and you're frumpy or you're not pushing yourself and growing, your family, your students, your colleagues are going to be the same. They're, you know, they have the potential to do that. Yeah. But when other people see that, they're like, oh, I can too. Yeah. I can too. And then you keep going. And then it just becomes a habit. Because, I mean, motivation and inspiration, I think, are words that we throw around too much. Mm. Because at 6 in the morning, when it's dark and cold, my motivation to you, you're not thinking about me. Right. But when you change your habit and when you make it about you and your people, then this is what I do. Yeah. I'm not doing this for somebody I heard from or a book I read or whatever. Um, it, you change the ethos inside of you. That has lasting change and lasting impact. Yeah. yeah. No matter what it is. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that's our soundbite. Um, <laughs> if our folks want to reach out to you, find Mr. out more. Mr. Adam Welcome. MrAdamWelcome.com. Everywhere. At Twitter, on Voxer, on Instagram, you name it. Mr. Go to Adam, Google, type it in, boom. Type in Adam Welcome. I'm all <laughs> over the internet. Awesome. Yeah. Adam, great. have a great conference. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down. Hey, as a fellow podcaster, um, I'm on my second podcast. Todd and I had a podcast for two years. We put it on hiatus. I have a new podcast called the Ask Adam and Ryan Show. You okay. had Ryan on earlier. Right. Yep. And I'm actually, I think, going to start um, like a bi-weekly podcast on my own. So... Much love. I'm so glad that podcasting has a resurgence. Yes. Podcasting was before its time, mm -hmm. like 15 years ago. And then it was kind of like, yeah. And then the last five years, it's, I mean, everyone's got a podcast. There's so much amazing content out there yes. um, just for people to consume. So yeah. thank you to you both for the work that you do. Thank you. Well, thank and uh, just putting the time in and um, yeah. bringing the voice. Yeah, we so, want educators to tell their stories. That's right. That's what we're here to do. That's right. So Thanks, man. Awesome. Rock on. Awesome. Thank you very much. You've been listening to an interview from ICE 2019 in Schaumburg, Illinois. Thank you for listening.